So, Hello, can you, am I there? You, I, no, you're not there. You're, you, you're not here. You're there. Now I'm here. Now I'm there. <laughs> around, That's, around, around, around. That was Arnold's uh, screen test for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> we did Arnold's screen test for Bohemian Rhapsody. With our Commando movie. We were, we were ahead of the curve. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. So, uh, I don't know if you've seen, because you don't go on Facebook that much, but have you seen my new project at all? Um, the Excel thing, or the thing? Yeah. That, you know, I, I saw that a little bit yesterday, but no, I haven't, I, this is the first, you know what, this is a, <laughs> so Gene, well, uh, in a nutshell, Gene is helping me. Yeah. Uh, we're putting together a database of every episode and what we covered, so that we can kind of, you know, avoid duplication, be able to find stuff when we want to. But uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going through trying to go through some back episodes that I don't know what we covered, or actually these are before you and I were on, so don't know what they covered, and I'm trying to to find them out. So there was some that I had already done, if you'll recall, at the very beginning of the show I went through, and I had I had even done the cover art with the covers of the books on them. Mm, yeah. Now, do you have Do you have access to the website? Two uh, True Freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Open it up. Go to bins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And scroll way down to episode 12. Wait, you got it all the way back to that? Well, I started at 1. I'm working my way up. Oh, working my way up to you, babe. Because, you know, once once we started doing regularly, I did the cover art anyway. So it's really getting the earlier ones done. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see episode 12? Uh, What's peculiar about that one? Hold on a second. What is, who did, what is, what are these two books? It's an Avengers book. What is that? No, 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 it's not. No, I'm at e- episode one right now. No, oh, that's that's an Avengers special edition by uh, like Sugar Babies. Thing? Oh, yeah. okay, that's what I couldn't figure out what it was. Go to episode 12, much more interesting. Uh-oh, what, did, did we repeat something? Yes. We repeated something? Yeah. Oh, my God. So he already did that? Yeah. Hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So anybody listening... If you'll recall, one week when Scott wasn't on... What, we're in the show already? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we're in. Oh, okay, it says it's... Scott Scott practically had a baby because we had covered Challenges of the Unknown number 86 without him. Little did we realize when he made such a big stink about that that they had covered that same issue back when he was doing the show with Alec Berry back in episode number 12. Well, that was... God, what, what... Was that even... That wasn't even in this decade... Yeah, does it matter? He covered oh it God, on an episode was, already. But that was almost 
Back to the Bins has been around for almost 10 years? Well, Back to the Bins number one came out in April of 2009. So in April, we'll be having a 10-year anniversary, even though you and I didn't join the show until about three years later. Well, we're going to have to have maybe, like, can we find all the people that have been on the show? Well, back when, I mean, way back, I think, when we did episode 100, tried to, Scott tried to get uh, Alec Berry mm-hmm. and wasn't able to. So I would say no. Oh. Well, then, um, hmm. I have to look through. What was that? What was that? Just trying to see who's been on. No, I, can't. Well, I guess we could have everybody who's ever been on. Come on back. Well, I'm also updating, if you go to the, you know, as it goes on, I think Alec Berry was on with him for 17 episodes, something like that, and then he left. Then Scott was trying to do it with a, you know, a, a different guest every time. And uh, he, you know, I guess because he didn't really feel like typing much indication into the uh, show notes as to what he was doing, he kept putting in a mystery guest, you know. Uh, so I, I've been, actually, I've been changing that to, in, you know, indicate who the guest's name, you know, what the guest's name was. Oh, and, so you've been uh, editing the existing. Yes, I'm going, oh. I'm going back. Well, yeah, uh, how else could you put the pictures in a dummy? Okay, never mind. I'm putting the pictures <laughs> in and I started adding in, actually, there's a part that I started adding in where it says books covered. Books covered. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes from the art, it's a little tough to tell which which issue it is. Oh, yeah. I did, You know, I didn't even see that where it says Avengers Collector's Edition number one on the first one. I, I, I didn't so, put the hiccup I in feel that. so stupid now. You're Insert stupid. There. You're stupid. Oh, there's been all kinds of Avengers books covered. I'm sure there has. That's Well, that's why I want to do this. I, I You know, I'd, I'd like to avoid duplication. Uh, particularly, I'd like to avoid duplication by us. You know what I mean? I don't care yeah. if we cover a book that they covered without I us. I mean, ten years, that's, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and if Scott covered it with Alec Berry, but now you and I are doing it, that's different. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, if, if he covered it, or if we covered it, I'd hate to re- redo it, not realizing we did it already, because, you know, we've been doing this a long time now. I mean, we're we're up to, what are we up to, anyway? Uh... We're up to, to ep- issue, episode 354. Five, I think we're recording at the moment. Mm. So, and we came. I came on in episode eighty-six, and you came on maybe episode ninety-six. Yeah, ninety-seven, something like that. So we've been doing this for. We've been doing it for well over two hundred and fifty episodes each. You know, plus Avengers Spotlight episodes, which came on in ninety-six. Okay, and then Avengers Spotlight episodes don't count in that numbering, so that's even more. Yeah. So it's real easy, I think, to accidentally duplicate a book and not even realize we had already covered it. Plus, we're getting old, and, you know, our memories aren't what they once were. But but I think it's funny that Scott not only didn't remember that he covered that book already, but got mad at us for covering it. God, I did the Grimjack book six years ago? I'm looking to see. I don't recall what episode we actually did that, uh, that, did- that Challenges of the Unknown uh, okay, and how long ago was that? That's probably five years ago. I'm scrolling through. As am I. You did it when he wasn't here. Mm, yeah, that narrows it down. Uh, I can't scroll that way. You could scroll that way. You could scroll with this, or you could scroll with that. Well, that's and this is exactly why Gene is helping me to create a database. Help me, Gene. Help me. <laughs> and I was saying, yeah, and I want to do this, I want to do that. He was like, hey, it works good with my OCD. Yeah, you know me. I'm down with OCD. Oh, sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking. 
Still haven't found it yet. If I'm nothing else, Gene, Gene is quite the completist, so he's not. Oh, gonna there's wanna... there's Khan. It was after Khan, that's for sure. It was after or before? You're working your way forward. I'm working my way up to the present. Are you going the other way? Yes. And I'll be we'll, in. We'll, we'll meet somewhere. Oh, there's a Paul Smile. I'm at the comic movies episode or episodes. It's also possible that I'll just slip by it and not notice. Comic Con. Comic Con. Comic Con. Comic Con. Comic Con. Turn on. Comic Con. Comic Con. Uh, well, this this is riveting for people listening. Oh, that's 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 what truncate silence is for. Apes Month, Bicentennial Battles. I loved Apes Month. We we really and we've been saying we got to do another at least got to at least do an an Apes episode if not another Apes Month. Man, it is cold in this garage. Is it... Well, tonight it is supposed to go down to about seven here. Oof. <laughs> It might get down in the fifties or forties tonight. I'm not sure, but I'm in the 50s garage. Forties is balmy to me. But there's no real heat in the garage. Well, no, I'm just just my hands cold. The one hand I have in the mouse. Don't touch me, man. Uh, oh, there's the stealth Iron Man issue, which I'm assuming I did that one. I don't even remember doing that. Wow. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, we're up to 1984. There's the Titans with Tom Panarese. 1984. Supervillain team up. Yeah, the year 198. We did the year of 1984. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, super super tangent team up with me and uh, Luke Jack and Eddie, and then the tangent outtakes madness, which was like a whole nother show in itself. After that, just from outtakes. I don't know. It was like a three or three and a half hour like marathon thing. Oh, the Irredeemable Shag, Marvel Team-Up, uh, Spider-Man, Frogman with the White Rabbit. Uh-huh. I'm actually, I just me- actually met up with you and I didn't notice where the Challenges episode, there it is, it's the episode just before it. Where? Number 187, Shag was on 188. Oh, well, but that's a different Challenger. This it is now. a different one, so he, you know what, Scott is redeemed. It's the Irredeemable Shag and Redeemed Scott. So wait a minute, so which issue was that of Challenges of the Unknown? It must have been like the next the one right after it, maybe. Are you sure? Because that cover for the early one for twelve looks familiar. Like we did that. That's what I thought. I was and I was ready to, to crucify oh, Scott wrong. over maybe it. Maybe I'm wrong. Was Swamp Thing in both of them? I can't tell from that. I guess he was. Oh, Dead Man was in that one too. So maybe that it was a continuation, maybe of the story. Yeah, that's something. And it's just, oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. I think it may be like the issue right before okay. the issue right well, after. Well, so Scott wasn't wrong after all. You're gonna edit it, this don't out, you, right? Don't you hate when Scott isn't wrong? Ah, he's never gonna know because he never listens. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Andy never listens. That's right. We can say anything we want about it. No, wait. Andy only listens to the shows that he's already on, or he, he doesn't. Won't, listen he to won't listen if he's on. He will he listen. He won't if listen he's to, not. To, to himself. So he might I like to listening this. to myself because I can. Then I can talk to myself and I don't look crazy. Right. Yeah. And on that note. <laughs> oh, I had a good Arnold song. Maybe I should like record it for an o- opening. I was gonna, you know, that uh, that snippet of uh, the Guess Who song, laughing. That's mm-hmm. in the opening of that, you know, that that teaser. Wah, wah, wah. I'm trying to say Joaquin, but it was going wah, 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 wah. the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You know, the one that the, the they have like mm-hmm. this, the second verse, and then you know, I was gonna yes. sing it as Arnold. And then uh, I'm looking for the lyrics. So hold on, let me see. Laughing. It's dark in here too. I can't see. Laughing. Ha 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 
no, yeah. So I was thinking of singing the first two, and then, and then when it says, I didn't realize that you were laughing. Then, then when it goes, you know, did did and then I was gonna go. Why'd you tell me to? Why are you laughing at me? No, no, you don't think so. That's funny. I should, I should laugh, but I cry. I wonder if people get the but, but you told me to thing anymore because that's that's so obscure. Yeah. Well, you know what? They'll just have to look up Arnold Schwarzenegger Streets of San Francisco. There you go. You've given him enough. He was also on the I Love Lucy show. You remember that? He was a not I Love Lucy. Oh no, the Lucy the Lucy show. I'm sorry. Right? I don't remember him on that actually. What? Look sorry. it up. Look it up. I'll look right. it up right now too. Right now, no. I'm looking up Challenges of the Unknown number eighty six, and then. I want to go from that to number 87 and see. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so on that early episode, they covered issue number 86. And then on the later episode, we covered number 87. Ah. Okay, here, I'm sending you the link to the video. Paste. Enter. My, my my thing just said doctor is typing. Doctor? Doctor. Doctor. You tell me when you're ready to hit play, and we'll watch no, it together. I'm waiting for the screen to open. It's loading. You have to pause it and back it up so we can both hit play. I will, because this will be riveting to listen to. Da, 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 Hold da, on, it's da, giving da. me an ad. Ba, da, ba, ba, da. Oh, that's what right. Age, what is your I, age? Prove relevance of videos. I have, I have ad blocker. I don't have ads. Of course, then I couldn't look at certain news stories and other things. They go, you have ad blocker. And I'm like, damn right I do. All right, we ready? You all queued up? Yep, just tell me hit when you hit play. Okay, well, I'm going to say one, two, three, play. You're going to press it on play. Got you. Okay, one, two, three, play. Okay. It's a lovely day dress. I am Rico. Rico, yes. suave. Well, won't you? Oh, you are in. <laughs> Where we do it? What? Here or in the bedroom? Oh, oh, here, 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 here. Look at that outfit. His or hers? Both. Yeah, I gotta say, his outfit looks better when he doesn't have the the jacket on. I yeah. set up table. <laughs> You need any help? <laughs> he was huge. Take back off your then. clothes. I mean, he was so much bigger than. Take off your clothes. They, they made him lose weight and muscle to be in movies. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know my size? Scusi? <laughs> I'll, I'll be right out. I'll be right out. Yes, because talking louder makes English more understandable, right? Such a professional masseuse. Oh, look, it's our Carney. What's Norton doing there? Hey, Ralph. Good, good, uh, boss. Hey, who are you? I'm Rico. Suave. What are you doing here? I have an appointment with Mrs. Mickles. Where is Mrs. Mickles? In a bedroom, taking, taking off her off clothes. Off. <laughs> taking off her clothes. Oh, she is, she is. Well, what are you doing here? 
I came to pick up the rest of my clothes. What are you doing here? Was she dating Norton? I live here, remember? I and I'm about to have a massage. You must be out of your mind letting a stranger in the house like this. What do you know about this guy? Faye recommended him. Oh, Faye. Huh? Yeah. Oh, no, this is oh, not her TV show. No. This is a TV movie. Oh, come on. Oh. You know, they just don't attack young women. Happy anniversary and goodbye. Oh, American TV movie. Mm. I read in the paper the other day about this 80-year-old woman. Malcolm. They're Norma and Mike, Malcolm Michaels. No, before I find out a few things. A middle-aged couple. Table, Rico. Rico. I'm sorry about the interruption. I'm used to it. Mm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Wrong. You know, you can't do trunk. So he's supposed to be Italian. Oh. You know, you can't truncate the silence here because if people try to watch this with this, it's going to cut it out. You know what I mean? Every man knows how to give a massage. You have a license? Of course. It's impossible to drive a truck without a license. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Malcolm, if you're He's doing pretty good as a straight man. Stay and watch. Yeah. No, no, no. I may be broad minded, but I'm not kinky. <laughs> Lie on stomach, please. On my stomach? Oh. Oh. Oh, thank you. Snapping like a twig. That is the uncomfortable part of the massage, the turning over. No, uh -huh. no. You must like you're going to be exposed. Oh. More. More. Yeah. Still more. Yeah. More. Good. Come on. Begin. Yeah. He's not even like trying to do an Italian accent. Yeah. You do tense. Yeah. This is your first massage? Yeah, so please be gentle. <laughs> the neck and the shoulders are where the tension is. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, that feels better already. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> One more thing. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. What's that supposed to mean? I'll tell you what it's supposed to mean. I'm moving in with Greg in his swinging singles building where it's fun and games day and night. <laughs> well, you put a stop to that. <laughs> There's a co-ed sauna. <laughs> You'll be a big hit in your polka dot shorts. Okay. This is nothing else to say, Norma, except to wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. Norma, by the way, have you heard from our daughter, Linda? Well, not many people call their mothers while they're on their honeymoon. You were the only one I know who did. <laughs> well, so long, Norma. Uh, oh, that feels good. Uh, 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 uh. I just wish I had a picture of this and it cut my alimony in half. <laughs> well, that's a lot, Norma. Or as they say in your new life, half a dirty. <laughs> hey, too, brute. <laughs> I'm leaving now, Norma. Uh, Just remember, one more thing. If I have two birds in my hand, it isn't in the bushes. <laughs> ah, Norma. No, no, don't 
get up. I can answer the door. I can answer the door. There's nobody ringing the door, but I can lay it open myself. Mama, I'm leaving the keys here. Well, I always leave them. I'm practically gone, Mama. Taxi! I'm still here, Mama. Strange, strange stuff. Yeah, so it was a TV movie on from 1974, Happy Anniversary and Goodbye. Mm. And it starred uh, Lucille Ball, Art Carney, Nanette Fabre, and Peter Marshall. Peter Marshall. Oh. Who went on to host the Hollywood Squares. Yes, he did. Interesting. So we should do an episode of Back to the Bins, though. Today. Give them to me now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you could go right into uh, the Terminator. Today we are covering the third issue of Fearscape, which is by, once again, Ryan O'Sullivan is the writer, Andrea Muti is the illustrator, Vladimir Popov is the colorist, and the cover date on it is December of 2018. Right now, this is the most recent issue we have. As far as our preview copies, whether or not we're getting issue four, I do not know. Uh, I think it's on sale soon. So, well, th- for now, this is all we're covering, but we'll see. Perhaps it will expand. And the uh, the uh, cov- the back cover has the uh, paragraph on it saying, Having escaped the clutches of the fearscape, Henry Henry tries to... Aha, you'll use my name, I see, but you won't let me speak. That... That you would require solicit text for the third issue after the jet genre redefining brilliance of the first two is nothing short of a personal insult. The work speaks for itself. Any tale of my exploits should not be hawked to those asleep at the wheel. H.H. Yeah, it's kind of nice that, you know, if you're someone that doesn't read those little blurbs, you would you would miss that insight mm-hmm. to, to the to the main the main character. Is uh oh, it's a word I'm looking for. Arrogance, that's it. Yeah, definitely arrogance, and uh, I would say delusion. Mm-hmm. The cover uh, of this issue has Henry Henry sitting on a chair at a desk, holding a pen aloft, and looking uh, a tad smug, I would say, with his legs crossed. And yep. then there is a alternate cover. The original, co- the first main cover has a green background. This one has a white white background, and it's got our three luchador tiger masked guys, kind of all facing towards the right with their with guns in their hands, aiming towards a starburst. Then above them, there's a sleeping tiger, and it's kind of dripping well, down. Well, it's not really sleeping. It's just kind of. I mean, its eyes open. It's yeah, it's resting, perhaps. Or, like or perhaps a, it's bleeding, it bleeding out. Bleeding, yeah, it's hard. Oh, yeah, because... Mm, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. I didn't make that tie-in because until... Well, we'll get to that. So the mm. story opens now with Henry Henry back in the regular world. And once again, we have a, a fair amount of narration. Forgive me, dear reader, for my duplicity... During our last chapter's close, you saw me in a moment of human weakness attempt to plagiarize the work of my closest friend. 
and while I accept full responsibility for my actions, the blame must ultimately lie with those blurred shadows of the fearscape, for it was they who hijacked my better judgment and forced me down a path I would not have otherwise dared to tread. Fortunately, fate intervened, for as I opened author's manuscript, quill in hand, poised to rewrite it and remove all trace of his penmanship, I discovered the entire thing seemed already written by my own hand. Delusional! (laughs) (laughs) The the story, as I would have imagined it, had I taken the time to, Mm. every character identical, identical to those I would have concocted, every word on the page exactly where I would have placed them. It it was identical to the novel I intended to write. Even the title, a delightful pun, was one I would have selected myself, given the chance. Dear reader, I cannot express the relief I felt in discovering my novel fully formed before me. I cannot express it because, alas, such relief was now a distant memory. Now, you understand the name... I don't know if we discussed this last time. The name of the, of the novel, terror forming, but another word for like you could say terra forming, yeah, as in changing the landscape, building. world building. Yeah, like a play. That's that's his pun. I would assume that's the pun being into I that. Believe that's exactly the pun. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he's at at a bookstore and he says, but nothing has changed because there's the three hoodlums. Hoodlums, yes. And they're, uh, they're one of them yelling, "Oi, faggot!" Which is not very nice. Uh, but he just walks away. He could be asking for a cigarette. And then uh, it says, "I find myself forced to seek counsel with one who never suffered such acedia." So he he goes to see uh, Arthur, the actual uh, author Proctor. of the book, Arthur Proctor, and he's a. Uh, Arthur is still kind of in that comatose state, and while he's talking to him, Arthur's daughter comes in, and we have a really yeah. But he's saying to him, he's like, you know, he's he's like leaning over so and saying, oh, you know, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Almost, Mm -hmm. you know. And then he then he says, you don't get to use that excuse. And he's like gripping the handrail of his bed, like he's really angry with him. Like, again, what has happened between these two people? That's still a question that you know we're still wondering. Why is he so? Is he angry with him because he's a better author? Does he think like? Does he think Arthur stole ideas from him? I mean, we don't know. I, I don't know. Sorry. All well, right, in, in his in his delusional mind, I think he's he thinks Arthur stole the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what he thinks. But uh, Arthur's daughter comes in and is. You know, very interesting use of the, uh, you know, the word word balloons and narration bubbles because she comes in and she's saying, "You've got a lot of nerve, I guess, coming here," uh, but over it, imposed over it, is his word bu- bubble that says, "Henry, it is so good to see you." Then the next panel, she's saying, "Ripping Dad off like that after everything, I guess, he's done for you." And uh, his word bubble is, congratulations on your novel. Such an original work. Where do you get your ideas from? Then he drops his wallet, uh, unintentionally, clearly. Mm-hmm. She's saying, you're no good coattail writing fake. But he's got the words, to see you transcend the entirety of Dad's over with your first novel alone. My gosh, Henry, I'm sure he would be very proud of you. And then he's saying, I don't have to take... And that's all we see, because then his word bubble says, thank you, Jill. 
I always saw Arthur as a father figure. I guess that makes you my sister. Ha ha. Knowing I have your support means everything to me. So once again, is now is he delusional that he believes this is what happened, or is he trying to mislead us, the readers, into believing that that's what happened? Uh, is he re- is he rewriting reality in his own head, his own like his own head canon? Like like obviously this is what's happening, but he's trying to tell us like like you're saying in his words what was said. Yeah. So what I what I'm not certain of, I, I'm I'm in I think. He's delusional and actually, you know, changes history in his own mind. And then his memory in his mind is reality, mm-hmm. even though he's changed it. But the alter- alternative is he knows what reality is, but he's just trying to present something different to us, the readers. Yeah, lie to us to make us. <clears throat> so then he meets with his agent and has a similar conversation where uh, where the agent uh, but, is, is. But just well, prior to that, when he leaves. Arthur kind of rouses and, and says Henry's name. Yes. So, sorry. All right, go ahead. I shut up now. So, uh, you know, the, the again, we have the, the word bubbles changing, whereas the uh, the agent is accusing him of plagiarizing, and he's just, in you know, his presentation, he's saying, uh, you know, it's so great what he's done, and, you know, I'm so happy to represent you effectively. Then the agent transforms... Into one of the fears from the fearscape. I think like the fear. Yeah, I think the, that's correct. The greatest fear, apparently, or such. Uh, it's somewhere in there. And uh, and Henry, being the you know stand-up guy he is, tries to run, <laughs> but the fear kind of comes with him, and and uh, you know he asks what it wants. It says, "Want? Do not speak to me of such mor- mortal excuse me mortal desires, boy." I am a god. A god does not want. A god simply is. For I am the greatest of all fears uh, of thee and everyone else upon this accursed, accursed rock. Every child scared to grow. Every adult scared to shrink. I am the watcher and the watchman. I am the sole driving force of the entire sorry species. I have made stoics weep and driven prophets to suicide. Tell me, what threat could a petty plagiarist pose to one such as... And then he gets... You don't. There's no bullet sounds, but clearly he gets shot multiple times mm-hmm. by the luchador guys. Yeah. Before I track though, and the part where he says, "I am the Watcher and the Watchman," do you think that's a dig on Marvel and DC? I think it might be a, a, a dig on Alan Moore. Mm. Well, I was thinking Watchers and the Watcher. And yeah. The no, I, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. I'm oh, just, okay. Oh, like oh, I, just, oh, I see. What I, you're I was thinking of it more as Al, on Alan Moore, but I could be. Now. Mm. I mean, here's a chance for for a little bit of a uh, digression because I think Alan Moore is a terrific writer, but I also think he he claims to be much more original than he really is because he accuses everybody of plagiarizing his ideas, and yet, as far as I'm concerned, he's, oh, I didn't even he's think just, of that because he's just built on what other people have done already anyway. Our character I'm, is a plagiarizer. Mm, very good, <laughs> and I don't know that that's what. No, no, this no, book no. is trying to say this is my my kind of just my side trip that I took from it, but I you know I think you know where Alan Moore you know he accuses everybody of stealing his ideas and running with them and, and not doing them as well as he would. I mean, Watchmen is a take on the Charlton heroes. Uh, the uh, what you call it the what whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? He's just you know all he's doing is taking 
the Superman character and writing an ending to it that other people haven't been allowed to do because the character, you know, doesn't end normally. So what he wrote was an Elseworlds tale, and it's a lot to me. It's a lot easier to do an Elseworlds tale where you're, uh, Not you know, where you're, where you're having dramatic strength. things. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about getting back to the status quo. So I, I don't feel that Alan Moore is as original as Alan Moore feels he is. I'm not saying he's Henry Henry, <laughs> but you know that's that's the road this brought me down a little bit. I keep wanting to say his name like Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. Henry. And Henry Henry. You want to just eliminate the H's? Yeah. So the Luchadors shoot the fear, and he collapses and fades into nothingness. But then the Luchadors walk through an opening to the Fearscape. Oh, but there's and, a very important thing. And in doing so, you can there. see, but you could see oh, that yeah. that one of them becomes the men we already saw on right, the Fearscape. Right, and we had kind of suspected that too. Yeah, we thought that there was a connection between them. So now we're uh, we're seeing that. So what what is it that he says that you uh, wanted to? Oh uh, well, before the fear fades, he says, "Thou art no storyteller." Thou art no storyteller. Thy presence in the fearscape broke the rules. Dost thou? And and he says, which meant they could too. The three luchadors. This is dost thou know of them? And this is uh, it says they are thee. Thy legs, thy mind, thy heart, both friend and foe in my wor- world as in mine. They manifested in the fearscape the moment thou first stepped foot there. Destined to dwell there until thou overcame me. Uh, yet in killing me, they have robbed thee of the opportunity of my defeat, thus granting themselves eternal asylum in that dark place. O little scavenger, thou art doomed. So, Scribner. Oh, sorry. sorry. Little Scribner. <laughs> my my eyes aren't what they used to be. Uh, so, uh, he the fear. But now, are we to believe the fear? He's saying that this is some type of internalized parts of Henry himself. His psyche, and I, I they, think so. Like, like man, you know, man, heart, body, and soul, heart, mind, and soul, whatever yeah, legs, you know. What I mean, mind and heart, uh, yeah, body, whatever it might be. But I, th- I think yeah. that, yeah, he's saying they are some sort of like they internal part of him now let free. Right. So what was that? What does that leave him if they've separated from him? You know, kind of like good Captain Kirk and no, evil Captain Kirk. What we've seen of Henry Henry so far, there hasn't been a lot of good to lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, now Henry, still being called Arthur, is approached by the Muse, who's all excited. You did it. You defeated the greatest of all fears. Oh, Arthur, how they all doubted you, and I knew you'd prove them wrong. I could tell you were a true storyteller from the moment I met you. I see now you fled the fearscape to draw the greatest of all fears to your world, that you might def- more easily defeat it here. And then he's like, uh, yes, well, uh, I'm glad he fell for it. Mm-hmm. I will spread word of the of your deeds through the fearscape, and all shall know of your victory. Really, there's no need. And through the fearscape, I shall caress the eyes and ears of man, for I am the muse, and and I live in the eyes of those who see and the ears of those who listen. And to those who see and those who listen, your wor- your words will be as scripture. Those writers, artists, poets, musicians, and all other manner of dreamer, they shall flock to you and sing your praises. Actually, yes, now that you mention it, I think this merits sharing. Uh, and notice there's uh, they're in the dead end alley, apparently. And we see a close up of the dead end sign. It worked it all worked out for the best, eh? 
Dun dun dun. Foreshadowing? Anyone? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. So then we go back, or rather, the next page. We have, uh, you know, obviously she has spread the word, and and now he, his fame is spreading, and uh, he's at a book signing with people, apparently, you know, around the block to just to get a chance to get him to sign. And then, uh, much like he did with uh, Arthur Proctor, a young boy comes to him and says, "How do I become a writer?" And, and he locks up. Yeah, he's kind of flustered by it until Arthur Proctor and his daughter come up. And Arthur's, you know, walking with a cane, <laughs> but he's awake, alert, and uh, ambulatory. And he says, mm-hmm. "Ah, that old chestnut is easy to answer. You put one word down, and then another." And Henry, Henry freaks out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to save, yeah, to say, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because Arthur's just talking to the kid and, you know, oh, blah, 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 blah. Wouldn't you agree, Henry? <laughs> yeah, he tells him, get the hell out of here. And Arthur's taking him back. Henry, what's gotten into you? This isn't your moment, it's mine. You're an, you're an old, doddering has-been. Nobody cares about you and your... Meanwhile, the, uh... The, the, the boy who came over to ask the question is there with his mother, and he's got tears in his eyes. And yep. Arthur's daughter says, how freaking dare you? And then he Henry is escorted from the premises, even though they were all lined up to see him. Mm-hmm. And he blames Arthur. He says, uh, I don't see why I was escorted from the premises. Arthur was just as culpable for what transpired. The man cursed everything he touched. Still, I tried to rectify the situation, chasing after the young boy to hand him my card. Unfortunately, not had, not only had he lost all interest, but it also appeared I had lost my wallet. Hello, I think I left something in Arthur Proctor's room when I came in today. Henry Henry, first. Yes, yeah. the author. No, you misunderstand. My name is Henry Henry. I was visiting. Well, I'm an author, too. I thought you meant... Look... I thought you meant, look, it's exceptionally easy to follow my name is Henry. Henry, I left my wallet in Arthur Proctor's hospital room. Can you please confirm? Now, while he's having this conversation, the muse is in the room and she's hearing what he says. And she bursts into tears and calls him a liar. Mm-hmm. Dear reader, I could not let her leave. She would undo everything. I blocked her escape, hoping she might listen. Yet she responded with violence. And while she... Posed no threat to me. She responded with you. I was obliged to defend myself. <sighs> yeah, so he, he just says, "Forgive me, forgive me," over and over. He grabs a uh, fountain pen, a fountain pen, and just, I guess, starts stabbing away like crazy. And she's, I guess, you know, being what she is, uh, she doesn't have red blood. It's all like golden. So you see his hand and the pen covered in in golden liquid, and he runs out of the room. And then and Arthur Proctor's daughter. Intercut with that is the other um, one of the other writers or poets. Uh, the one from what was it? The first or second book? I think it was uh, in the first book. Yeah, and he's standing by the tree that he was carrying over or looking at in in that other um, issue. And that tree, as the muse dies, the tree slowly all the leaves fall off, and the tree dies while the muse is dying. Yeah, and, and I, it's, it's worth mentioning that this is a fairly uh, artistic and cinematic double-page spread of this whole thing that's going on because it's two pages of nine-panel grids, uh, and it's jumping from place to place, and then there's some blank uh, panels that just say, forgive me. Every panel says, forgive me, but some just mm-hmm. have the words. Uh, it, it's, it's 
kind of hard to describe, but it's, uh, I think it's very well done. And, uh, then Arthur's daughter comes and, and she's saying, it's not right. He came, he came there to be nice. It's not right. It's the first good day dad's had all year. All he wanted to do was see Henry. He was so excited. Henry, are you in there? I've got something to say to you, mister. And she opens the door and sees the muse, his body dead on the ground with all the golden fluid bleeding out of it. The color like literally ran out of her somewhat. And then we have next issue, the fearscape. And there's the cube headed being that we saw, I think, I don't remember if it was in the first issue or the (laughs) second issue either. Don't be a cube. But there's a, you know, I think it was the second (laughs) issue because I remember having the don't be a cube conversation. Uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's interesting. Uh, first of all, I really liked this issue. I, I really enjoyed reading it. It's a little bit, though, there is a little bit of an element of be careful what you wish for. Because, as I said, I wanted something a little bit more action-y. And I got something you a got little it. bit more action-y. But along with the little bit more action-y, you also have a much quicker read. Yes, this was a quicker read. And I enjoyed it. So I'm not complaining about the quicker read. But we often do complain about the quick read. So, again, it's like a case of be careful what you ask for. But um, you do have to read it more than once. You can't just read it once. I had to go back and read it like three, three, you know, three, four times just to really catch things, absorb some things. And, you know, I still missed a couple things. And I don't mind the quick read when it's good. I thought, and, and by a quick read, you know, where the other ones I would sit and read it very, very slowly and I'd have to look things up. This one I didn't find myself looking anything up. But it's still, you know, I spent a good half an hour reading this, even though I could have gone through it much quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I was enjoying it and I was pouring over it a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't like it. Again, I don't know if we're going to get issue four as a uh, preview copy. I would really appreciate it if we would. Uh, but if we don't, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to seek this out when it comes out on the, uh, on the you know, in, in a collection. I'm not going to do it issue by issue. Ugh. Ugh. He's going to have to wait. Yeah. Because I think we looked up last night that there was a trade, but it was coming sometime in the future. don't remember. Yeah, well, if Mr. O'Sullivan would like to continue to give us preview copies, I would love to have them, and I would love to review them on the show. Uh, But if not, I will purchase, but I'm going to do it in the the collection. I'm not going to do it individually. Hmm. I'm looking up. Do you have any thoughts about what you're going to do? Oh, I want to keep... I'm going to keep reading it. Yes, but, uh, I mean, would you try to get individual issues? Would you try and get the collection? I don't know. I don't know if I would just... I, I, I wouldn't mind having this as one trade, but I'd still like to know what happens. So I think I'll probably... Um, I Just like recently, I went and... Uh, well, never mind. That's 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 for a discussion for a different show. Um, but, yeah, I mean... You know, maybe if it's on this rack, I'll read it just to get caught up. Although it's so hard to read just by skimming through, you can't. Yeah, get this as much. this isn't a skim book. So, um, oh, I know where I want to work. I want to check on Amazon to see when it's on sale. So I once my again, just, just if to... anybody is concerned why I suddenly may have gotten louder, I realized I have my microphone off to the side, so I don't know if I'm suddenly louder than I was. Just just to comment, I mean, you know, I think our description of this series so far has been very focused on the writing uh but i have to tell you andreas moody's art is excellent it, it really is it, it the pages pop and and i think the storytelling is is top notch uh i don't you know I, I think it's real easy to follow i think the otherworldly beings look 
like what they're supposed to look like. They're either fearful or beautiful or, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, I, I just really think that the artwork in this has been excellent, and I, I don't know if we've given that enough props so to, to this point. Uh, looking at Henry Henry, the facial expressions as he's going through, you know, pomposity to anger to uh, incredulity. I mean, he's, he's just all over the place, and again, I think it's, it's just terrific. Uh, the, the breakdowns on, on the page where he kills the muse are, are kind of chilling. Uh, to me, particularly, there's a shot, it's the middle of the second page, uh, where he's holding the, the knife, and there's the golden fluid all over it, and that's the hand with, not the knife, excuse me, the fountain pen, uh, that's closest to the foreground of the photo, and then it goes back, and it's kind of at, a, at, a, uh, at an angle, but you see his face uh, somewhat like half in shadow, and it almost has the, oh my god, what have I done, look on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think it's terrific. I really do. I think this, the artwork has been great throughout this, the three issues that we've read. And uh, I want to, you know, I want to give my props to that too, because I think we've we've mostly talked again about the writing. Yeah. Yes, the art has been good. Um, issue four looks that like should it, be out by now, right? Nope. Says it's uh, February. It was saying something about February thirteenth. So okay. the the trade paperback is solicited on on Amazon, but it doesn't say how many issues it is. But the trade paperback comes out April sixteenth, twenty nineteen. So. It's either going to, I would imagine it would be f at least four issues, maybe more, because they would have time to maybe put one out in March before an April release, so it could be four to five issues, I would think. Yeah, I would have hoped for six, but I don't think that's Yeah, I don't think they're going to get six in there. Uh, it's 160 pages, so it says book one. Well, these are generally 25 pages each. Oh, wait a minute. This says Publisher Vault Comics may, see, now this says, unless that's a pre-order. I don't know because down down lower it says uh, publisher Vault Comics May seventh, twenty nineteen. So I'm not sure what's going on there. If we're, we're I would say five between four and six issues, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for six. Yeah, but and it's you know, and it's, I also don't know if they have this planned out as a finite series that's going to, you know, have a conclusion and be done. Or if it's thought of be, as being an ongoing that, you know, they, there's ultimately, you know, when one storyline ends, they're going to lead us into another. I don't know. Mm. Oh, wait. It says this title will be released on April 16th, 2019. Okay. 17.99 Amazon Prime. Or your local comic shop, I'm sure. Yeah, I may, I, I may, I may see if my local comic shop owner will get it for me because I just would rather patronize yeah. them. Yeah. So uh, you want to rate this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I gotta get back to the page. The covers have kind of just been interchangeable as far as my own personal thoughts go. Uh, I think, I think we gave it an A across the board in the very first issue. Second issue because of, you know, because of the interchangeability almost. I think we brought it down a notch to a B. Uh, I think this one, probably a B plus. It's, it's solid. It's interesting. Uh, I actually like the, uh, Alternate cover better with the luchadors and the tiger. Oh yeah, because it, it kind of pops off the page. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was sniffing through Amazon, it showed some of the alternate co covers as well that I don't think we saw in the other copies that we were uh, forwarded 
there were some other like the same art style they're very co- colorful um mm-hmm. ones now the uh the story see again... i have to give the first cover a b and the second one an a just okay. my opinion the uh, story, I think, has kind of, uh, you know, the first story I felt was incredibly good. Then it kind of dropped slightly, but it was still solid. Uh, now, I think, I thought this brought it back up again because it's really got me intrigued. So I'm going to give this an A on the story. And the artwork, again, I think it's beautiful. I'm going to give it an A as well. I'm going to give the book overall an A. Yeah, this this was this was a faster read. Now, But I'm not looking, that as, be, I'm not looking at that as no, being a huge no, negative. No, but here's why I think it's a faster read. All right, the first and second issues, we were still getting into the books and the characters and figuring out their motivations. Now now that you're more familiar with the characters, I always feel that you can kind of read or like you can go through a book a little bit quicker. Like years, well, I think, yeah, I do think we understand a little bit more of the way the so, story is. So we're not being slowed going. down by that, trying to analyze that as much. We're like, oh, okay. You know, we're now more familiar with, with this world. Like, I remember when I was young, really young, like about 10 to 12, I would try to read a Star Trek book and it would take me forever. But by the time I was going through high school and then when I was in the Navy, I could blow through a Star Trek book because I could I could I could wade past all the the techno babble and get to the meat of the story. Now, I'm not saying I did that here. I'm just saying that there's certain things once you have a level of familiarity with them, I feel you can go through them a little bit faster. But I still enjoyed this. Well, there's certain storytelling stylistic things that we've kind of, you know, been able to now get a feel for, you know, like right. the like the the narration boxes over the word bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that does you you do have to pause and like try to read the one under it, then read the one on top and go, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. And then here, when the luchadors shoot and kill the uh, the fear, like I read through that, and then I was like, okay, I got to go back and read that. Go go read this this passage again so uh yeah i'm i'm gonna give both things an a in the book overall an a and up to this point i think as a whole on the three books that we have i gotta give them all for i'll give a's across the board on on everything on even though the b1 we were a little bit harder on on the cover i mean that not not the b1 the the second issue we gave a b i still give the whole you know the three issues as a whole aaa yeah. Ah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so that's that's our coverage of Fearscape number three. I got to tell you, I'm very happy. I'm very self-satisfied here. I'm going to be smug, but I'm very happy that I decided we should try and cover this because this this has been you know it, it's been a positive experience as far as I'm concerned. And you know I'm very glad that we got to this because it would have probably just sat in our in basket and I wouldn't have even taken notice of it. We got a book that makes us smart. Smart. Very little else makes us smart. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, so well, that's it. Next week, uh, we'll be doing something else because I don't think we'll have uh, issue four yet to cover. Hopefully, we'll get it at some point. Oh, uh, maybe we'll have to catch up on some email. Yeah, and then maybe we'll do some random comic book reading. Because I'm looking. Can we've got all kinds of email? Urgent business proposals, new loan, new secured message from Bank of America. This is my last warning bin said to True Freaks. <laughs> it's from anonymous hacker Lovetta. Mm. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I guess we got to really get on these, Paul. What are you doing? You're not. You're not. We got three pages of emails. There's a lot of things. Almost, going. I think most of them are crap. Most of them Paint- are, are spam. Somebody wants to ask us a question. I don't know if it's a real person or not. Paintings inquiry. <laughs> now, there's one here from Kyle Benning. Well, that I one. I'll, that one I'll trust I is real. I don't think it's really from him. Oh, okay. Uh, well, no, because it shows it shows such a great results. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm just looking. Okay, you you can open it on your computer. I'm not mm. opening it on mine. Not not happening. Now, when you said Kyle Benning's name, I assume that's it was what I thought I'd too. To but then I'm like, hmm. Yeah, well, I'm looking page one. There's nothing that's real. Kyle, so, if you're listening and going you in really there and send us an email that's on January 16th that says it shows such a great results, uh, feel free to contact us on uh, Facebook because <laughs> we're not opening your email. And somebody named WB says, I don't know if you got this yesterday. I don't know either because I'm not opening it. That's where we need the not spam thing. Yeah, but does, does not spam now send that too so you don't really know if it's really real or, you know, could they be really getting real. smarter? Did you oh, just delete I, a bunch? Yep. Oh, okay. I deleted everything except for the two from Russell Bragg that are You real. didn't delete Sweet Irene? That's still yeah, there. Yeah, Sweet Irene is gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're down to two two emails now. Yeah. Oh. In fact, I'm going to read one right say, now. Should we just do I'm one now? Back to the bins 345. Hello, Paul and cousin Dr. Bill. And Scott, too, if you happen to be there. Russell I'm and I sl- may be related, we figured out. Kind of, maybe. Oh, okay. That I'm not quite sure that. yet. I'm sure he's hoping for something. I am slowly but surely catching up. Hopefully, I'll be caught up soon. Great episode, as always. Of course, I had neither book. Paul had The Coming of the Superman, and Bill had Immortal Iron Man, uh, I mean Iron Fist, number one. Question to Paul. I was going to say, I don't remember Immortal Iron Man. What? Was this the Superman from New 52 or Rebirth? Uh, I think it's an Elseworlds Superman. I was going to say, I think it's just uh, Neil Adams' Superman. But if it was either, I would say it was Rebirth, not not New 52, but I'm thinking it's Elseworlds. Adams wrote that too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Not that it really matters to me, but I was curious. As for Bill, I love good old-fashioned Dr. Bill synopsis. Hey. You guys talked about time travel a little bit. I can't remember why it was brought up. I always thought if I could time travel, I would love to go back and buy various comic books. Not even necessarily to sell, but to have in my collection. I have many of the Golden Age comics in archives and trades, but it would be wonderful to hold the actual comics in my hand. We'll now, also go back to record say, all the Superman just, radio shows and, that haven't come down to us. Go ahead. I was just saying, that, that's why Russell's the guy that he is. Because he would just do it not for personal gain, but just for personal gain. I, I would do it. For, I would do it for financial gain, <laughs> but not but anyway. not financial, but for his own love of something. Yep. So, and that's yeah. why Russell is better than us. I would love to hear the first Kryptonite storyline, as well as all of the episodes telling of the first meeting of Superman, Batman, and Robin. There's a lot of Jack Benny episodes I'd love to hear too. I also thought of going to the church I grew up in and getting pictures of pastors that we don't have access to. It's fun to think about sometimes. Not much else for me to talk about, so I guess I'll close this particular email. Hope all is well. Thank you for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, former host of the DC Comics Presents show. And that's former because he's completed his run, not because of any other reason. Yep. Well, we have one other from Russell, but I guess we'll. Well, we also have several in the uh, the bin to read in the actual folder to read. So I'm oh, gonna say right, I'm gonna say let's hold off. We read one okay. good. 
Yep. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Maybe next episode we'll we'll do a book and cover. Oh some yeah, there's email. a couple there. So. All right. Thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you with something next week. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. This is bullshit. <laughs>